Hey everyone, Doss here. Really excited to bring to you another interview of the show. Today marks episode 32 and our special guest is Rachel Winters. Rachel is someone Dee and I both went to high school with. So you can almost say it was like a little high school reunion. It was great to, to sit down together, catch up, reminisce on old times and have a good laugh. But the reason we got Rach on the show is Rach is a three times IFBB bikini competition competitor and is striving to become an IFBB figure competition competitor. In simple terms, Rach is in the bodybuilding industry. Dee and I were blown away with the ins and outs and what it takes to get on stage. And that was something I thought I understood, but I really didn't. Rach peels back the curtain and gives us a day-by-day insight into what it really takes to get on stage. She goes into real depth around her nutrition, her training schedule, and the major day-to-day sacrifices that so many of us take for granted. She also talks about how much of an effect your circle of friends, family, or even your general network has on whether you reach your optimal goal or not. We flatten one of the most talked about misbeliefs in the gym today, which is girls wanting to stay away from weights because they're scared to get big or bulky. This was a question both Dee and I were dying to ask Rach, and I really hope and think that this is going to really give you ladies the confidence to walk into a gym and not be afraid to go and pick up a barbell or a dumbbell. Putting yourself out there on social media, especially when it comes to your body and your physique, is hard. It was insightful to hear how she handles the lack of understanding from her family and friends when she tells them what she wants to look like and she shows them photos of her goal and what she wants. And when they don't quite understand, you know, why would you want to look like that? Oh, that's gross. You know, that stigma that comes with bodybuilders, essentially, or or physique competitors, It was really good to actually clear that up because actually, you know what? I'm not going to dive in too deep because I want you to hear it. Guys, you're going to love this podcast. I know we did one because we know Rachel really well. She's a fantastic person. She's got a great story. And I know that her dedication and commitment to her goals, when you hear them for yourself, it's going to inspire you. So enjoy this one. Leave some feedback and looking forward to speaking to you soon. Welcome to the Dawson D Show. Two great mates striving to improve in all areas of their lives. The podcast is designed to empower everyday humans just like us who want to add more joy, energy and happiness into their daily lives. Sharing our real life experiences and everyday struggles, relating to them in a personal way. Expect uncensored stories, plenty of laughs and tips and tricks to inspire you on your own journey. Now, let's go balls deep. Ready to rock and roll, D? I am. Take two. Take two. Oh, 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 I didn't think we were going to announce it, but uh, again, it's always an issue on the Dawson D show. The microphones are somewhat, you know, inconsistent, unreliable. unreliable. Uh, we spent an hour setting up, testing it, and uh, once again, and we've got a guest in, so that's even more embarrassing. <laughs> we've been teasing the guest for weeks now, we and we finally got a great guest. We're very excited. We've had yeah. coffee, and then we start, and then someone's mic. Oh, on that note, Rach, welcome. Thank you. Uh, Rach Winters, we've got on the on the podcast today, someone we went to school with, and I'll just quickly touch on it. I know we would have in that brief introduction, but you know, someone we've, over the last few years, I know we've seen on social media, going all out in terms of her physique and her, her passion for fitness. And um, on top of that, you know, balancing this podcast is going to be a lot about how to live a balanced lifestyle while still being passionate about something else other than your job. Rach, give us a bit of an idea. I know you're a nurse by trade at the moment. So give us a bit of a rundown on what you're doing uh, right now for work and the way your life kind of sits at the moment yeah so yeah currently nursing um as well as 
vet nursing. So I started off vet nursing, was vet nursing for about eight years, um, and then decided to change over into nursing um, and finished my study the start of the year and just about to finish my first year of working as a nurse in the hospital. And yeah, so still working as a vet nurse as well, just kind of one day a week and then still on the fitness side, been playing basketball like my whole life, um, still pretty competitively. And then that's kind of sparked my interest into the gym um, and been weight training ever since. So Rach, you touched on the fitness. Let's get stuck in because we're very excited about this. So your fitness journey, the easiest question to start with, where did it start? How did the passion come about? Yeah, um, so through, all through my childhood, I was you know, into sport, was the sporty kid. I dabbled in every different sport possible and was pretty much good at most of them. Um, basketball is what I kind of stuck to, is what I was really good at and was playing you know, four or five times a week growing up and then started to get quite competitive. And it was when I actually, I got selected for a Victorian team to play for Victoria. And um, there's like a selection tryout. And then um, what happens is you go to this tournament where you play against the other states. And I thought, oh, I want to get really fit for that. Like, you know, I want to give it a really good crack. So I actually signed up to a gym then. Um, this was probably 11 years ago. Wow. Yeah. Um, signed up to a gym then because I want to get fit for this tournament. Signed up with a PT who... Like, I look back now and just think, he had no fucking idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 No idea what he's doing. Like, it was just probably this absolute bullshit program. Um, And was just training. It was probably like rotations of cardio and, yeah, whatnot. A few machines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I started there. It was just my local gym. Mum and dad dropping me off, picking me up. And that's where it kind of started. And then I met my partner um, in 2012 or 13. And he was really into the gym and the bodybuilding side of things. and he actually had a home gym set up at home, um, which is quite quite a good setup. And I started just would go together, and he would train me and mm. would teach me things. And it was it was only like um, muscle um, weight training, I yeah. should say. Um, so I kind of started with him. It was something we did together. Um, really started enjoying it, started loving it. And then we watched the Olympia one weekend. I don't know if you guys have heard of yep. the Olympia. So we started watching that. We watching. You know, like actual Mr. Olympia, mm-hmm. it was Phil Heath, and yep. and I loved it. I loved looking at like how amazing it, these people can take their bodies and how much of an art it is. And then I, I said to my partner, oh, I want to watch the, the female categories. So I watched bikini, and I was like, oh, you know, that's that's cool. They look really good. And then figure came out, and I was like, I want to do that. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Like that's freaking amazing. Like yeah. that's what wow. I want to go do. So then we kept training and we started taking a bit more seriously, started incorporating the diet into it. And then we started watching like bodybuilding YouTubes. Like, you know, that was our thing before we went to the gym. We'd have our pre-workout, sit on up. the bed, watch like Ronnie Coleman. I love like, that. That's yeah, good. That's yeah. good. Watch like Phil yeah. Heath, Jay yeah. Cutler type of thing um, and fell in love with it and then started taking it really seriously. Um, and then we kind of outgrew the home gym and mm-hmm. then that's when I signed up at a commercial gym. Um, yep. And I've, so we've probably home gym trained for about three years. And then we went to the commercial gym and been there ever since. Yeah. And so then I was training, doing all my own stuff, learning along the way, like making mistakes, learning along the way. And then decided to get a coach and trained with my coach for about a year um, and said, like, I want to compete in figure. That's what I want to mm. do. And she was like, you know, it's you know very involved. You know, why don't we just do a bikini competition yep. first, which is kind of like the level below, I would say. So just level below, meaning as in like level of muscularity. Can you quickly well. explain the different categories there are? 
Yeah, so there's listening. different there's different federations, first of all. So there's a few different federations and then there's different categories within those federations. So I compete in IFBB, which is like the the only pathway to Olympia, if that okay. makes sense. So there's a couple of other federations, but if you wanting to go to Olympia, like that's where... The biggest the only, and the best. Yeah, yeah. so IFBB, you know, I'll get biased, but it's, you know, the, the, to, the top of the range. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> IFBB Pro is the goal. Is that is that what it is? Like, is that what they call oh, it? Love it. That scares me so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so get within your pro card. Yeah, within IFBB, there's the first category is bikini, um, which is still more muscular than most women think, really. Um, then there's figure, which is the one that I want to go into. Then they have physique, and don't think they have bodybuilding anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's the one I'm going for is kind of middle of the range, but they're still massive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's what I compete in. So I competed in bikini, done a total of three shows. And she, yeah, so she kind of just said, oh, let's just compete in bikini, make sure you like it, make sure you like the process, make sure when you get on stage, you don't freak out and go, oh, this isn't for me, it's awful. And absolutely loved it, loved everything about it, loved the process, um, loved being on stage. So decided to do another bikini competition. And in the back of my mind, the whole time I knew... I, like figures where my heart's at figures the reason why I started that's what I want to go and do so then I did another bikini competition um, and after that I, like I wasn't that happy with how I came in for that competition um, so after that I said I'm not stepping on stage again until I step into figure yeah so my last competition was 2018 so I've just been growing ever since then yeah wow yeah well, we were talking off air about this bikini competition Doss and I had no idea what it entailed can you tell us or tell the listeners a little bit more about all the aspects of it because I'm sure this will surprise a lot of people. Yeah, like just like with the show day type thing. Yeah, and like yeah. the how they judge the flow you. And yeah. yeah, how they judge yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. So for a competition it's you kind of it's like strict dieting and training and protocols for a, about twenty weeks of strict to get towards this end goal of this end date of a show. Yeah, so it's a lot of people think, oh it's just oh who's the biggest and who's the leanest, but it's not a dieting competition. They judge you on your muscularity but you can't be too muscular, um, but you've got to have enough. And then there's the how lean you are, but you can't be too lean that you've got striation. This is in bikini, figures a, a step above mm-hmm. this. And then they judge you on your posing. Posing's a huge thing. So you've got to have specific posing routines um, and posing positions. Um, you're judged on your bikini, your tan, your hair, your skin complexion, your makeup, so the whole package. But then the actual body side of it is shape, flow proportion symmetry and they actually judge you it's like some girl's worst nightmare is you know it's literally getting on stage in a bikini in high heels being compared to the girl next to you to go who has the least flaws it's Mm. not who's got who looks the best it's okay what flaws can we see on her what flaws can we see on her what flaws can we see on her and they're literally comparing you and then you know once they compare you and one other girl they'll might say okay number 10 and 12 switch Mm. And then they're comparing you next to those girls. Yeah. And they're just looking for, you know, like you know, one of them is, you know, walk to the back. And if, you're, if your bum jiggles a little bit, nah, you're done. Yeah. You're out. How do you see <laughs> that? Like, and I'll, we didn't prep this question, but like, how does that affect, like, a, a, especially a young girl, like you, like it was only a few years ago, so you would have been, what, early 20s. Yeah. Like, how does that affect your mental health for, say, like you're competing with other girls based on how you look? Would you say there's negativity in that? Like, or, or it could be really difficult to overcome that later on. Like, if you're if you're a young girl who's, you're probably getting into it knowing this is what's going to happen. Yeah. But yeah, did you suffer yourself men- mentally, like negatively? 
Uh, not really. I think not on show day. I think this is why, like, you know, the ones who want to do this sport, you know, you're doing it for you and you that some girls can get into this for the wrong reasons because mm. they think it's all the glitz and the glam of show day and I want to get a good Instagram pic that I can put up. And, yep. and if you're doing it for that reason, you you will get in a negative mindset. But you're like the people, you know, for me, like I'm doing this for me. I do this because I want to push my body because I want to continually better my own physique. Competition, yes, you go there to win, but you just all you're doing is trying to progress from the last time you stepped on stage. So you want to mm. be better than what you were the last time you got on stage. So mentally, I guess the kind of mental battles that I was going through mainly during the prep was, oh, I'm not lean enough. I'm not big enough. I'm not ready in time. Am I going to be ready in time? That type of, Mm. where you really got to kind of trust the process and your your coach to get you ready in time. Um, But I guess on show day, no, I I think the only mental thing was, yeah, feeling, am I ready? Like, you know, am I good enough? Um, It's never, oh, she's better than me. Or I'm better than her. Look at that. I'm better than that. Yep. You kind of you're there for you, and I guess the other only comparing like that can get you in a bit of a negative mindset is during the prep. So that twenty week prep phase, if you are in that negative mindset, I would often find myself trying to find girls I was going to compete against and go, oh, well look at her, like yeah. this is how she's looking. Oh, you know, she I need to train more triceps. Yeah, like, I, I, you know, <laughs> yeah. I don't and, you know. know yeah. it, it can motivate you to go and yeah. get better, or it can be like it could be a bit of a damper and be like, oh shit, like look at her glutes on our mind and are only like this or mm. but it's it's not about that it's about the whole package and it's it's a very selfish sport and it's you have to have the right mindset to start because mm. you kind of know what you're getting into yeah speaking of mindset so we we're talking about that prep period earlier so talk us through the food side of things what do you <laughs> let's talk your diet and like the progression as you get closer and closer and i'm really interested in that dehydration thing we we're talking about earlier too yeah, so um, in the whole bodybuilding type of thing, there is kind of two different phases. There's an off-season and a, and a comp prep. Mm-hmm. The phases are very different. During a comp prep, like I said, yeah, you want to allow yourself enough time to slowly to do it properly. Yep. So you don't want to have, you know, this 10-week strict as dieting. You've got to go really hard. That's really harsh on your body. Yep. So you want to allow, I think my preps were 20 or 22 weeks. And it's just a matter of a slowly gradual reduction in calories and a slow increase in cardio and things like that so it allows your body to slowly adapt the food side of it yeah some people they just like they just you're gonna have sauce on that yeah yeah oh you you can have this apple it's no i can't have the apple and they don't understand yeah why can't you have that one thing oh you can you can have that one apple it's healthy yeah yeah yeah. it's like yeah that, that type of thing is really i find really difficult um so the food yeah, like I said, the start of the prep is not too bad. You're still eating quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I was eating pretty much the same foods every day. So I was on a plan. Like my, my coach at the time gave me a food plan. And prep in a way is kind of easy because, you know, your coach gives you... All you have to do is just do what you're told. Follow, yeah. Follow the you rules. Know, this is why it's so like, you know, oh, prep's so hard. It's like, it's not actually really that hard. You just, yep. you just got to do what you're told. The temptation is the yeah, hard Yeah, but bit. it's that that you've got to get through. Um, so I was pretty much eating the same thing every day. Which was? Um, at the start of it, chicken, turkey is my protein sources, eggs, beef mints. I was having beef mints for breakfast. Love that. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> like, good beef for mints for breakfast. Oh. Um, and then, you know, like salmon at night. Carb sources are pretty much rice and potato, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's, as it started to get a bit closer and I needed to lose more body fat, it started to get a little bit stricter. 
And for some reason, like digestion plays a big role in it as well. Like, you know, towards the end, I started to get changes when I was eating chicken. So, you know, like I've eaten chicken for weeks and now all of a sudden my body's gone, nah, you can't tolerate chicken anymore. So now I was on to pretty much just white fish. Wow. So I was on white fish, white rice and asparagus for like six meals a day for like six weeks. Yeah. That's dedication. So yeah, I was like waking up in the morning having a slab of bassa for breakfast. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Go out and catch it yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So... But yeah. So and then the dehydration part, is that what you... Yeah, so there's... Here? I think when I do prep this time, I think it would be a little bit different. There's different protocols from different coaches and things like mm. that. But I know like just from my experience, my last preps, yeah, it's a bit of a scientific manipulation of sodium and water to try and what's called dry you out. So to try and make you look crazy, really dry on stage. You know, like if, you, if you're on stage and you're sweating, you're not dry enough. Yeah. And I guess it's, yeah, so I guess the, the kind of this what called a peak week, which is that, that week before show day, you would start to manipulate sodium, so adding a lot of salt to foods and then slowly increasing water. So I think a few days before the show, I was having like six, eight liters of water um, and then uh, per day and then you kind of stop your sodium, stop your water. I think it was like midday before show day and no fluids after that. So your body's just been having all this salt and all this fluid that thinks, oh shit, I need to get rid of it. So you just get rid of all of it, but then you're not actually replacing it. Mm. So it's a way of tricking your body into thinking, oh, I got too much fluid. Let's get rid of it. But then, yeah. It's, yeah, for the aesthetic look. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Then yeah, my next drink would be like, you know, I'd be at show day and then I wouldn't compete until two yeah. o'clock and then get off stage and I'd have my next drink at 5 p.m. Mm. you know and i hadn't had a drink since five yeah. o'clock. and it you know it's it's it is a bit dangerous yeah um, for sure and i think that that's very old school i think coaching now has improved a little bit and the safety of competitors have improved a little bit um so i think i think also it was a way of if you're not ready in time you try this yeah um, but I think this time around when I compete next, it'll be, I'll be ready weeks before. So all I have to do is cruise into the show. Mm, that's so good, I don't yeah. have to do these drastic water and sodium changes. Yep. I'll just be ready. So if I'm ready, why change anything? Yeah. So I think, yeah. Like you mentioning that before about the apple and if it's all right, if we jump onto like, so we've kind of, we've spoken about the shows and like the in and outs of like what it takes. Mm-hmm. I'd love to get an insight and you know, you mentioned it with the apple and we talked about it earlier, but. When it comes to like the people that you're surrounding yourself with during a time like this, because it's such a, like you, you said, it's a selfish sport. Like, and it is like, it's you versus yourself and no one else. Well, that's the way it should be. You know, you shouldn't be looking at the other competitors because you know, that's when you end up in a downward spiral, but this is something you're passionate about. This is your goal and you're maybe talking to your family about it and they don't understand and you're showing them your inspirations and who you want to look like. Can you talk about that? What you spoke about? Because that's to me, like, that's really powerful. Yeah. yeah yeah so i guess it's kind of just a lack of understanding from yeah. friends and family members in particular i would, it wasn't hate it wasn't no, yeah it wasn't you know that negativity it, i think it was just a lack of understanding and you know like i'd show them you know oh this is what i'm trying to look like and it'll be an ifbb figure pro who's on stage looking absolutely shredded yeah pumped up you know at their possible best on that day for one day and yeah. they go oh yuck oh what do you want to do that for oh you look awful no you don't you don't do that you know this is like my grandparents yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. of course yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, um, 
And they just don't, they don't understand. Nana Jones, it's okay. They <laughs> <laughs> don't understand. It's like, you know, I, I'm, you know I, I'm, I'm not going to look exactly like that. Because first of all, that's, you know, a figure pro. Yeah. But yeah. also every person's body is different. Yeah, I think it's just they don't, they don't understand what actually goes into it. You know, everyone has their different likes. Mm. You know, I like looking big. I like people looking at me going, oh, shit. You know, like, yeah. I like that feeling of being a strong, confident, empowered woman when I'm yeah. lifting weights. That's mm-hmm. what I love doing. And I think they don't understand. Yeah, like, you will look like that on a show day for a few weeks. And then the rest of the time, you don't look like that year round. Yeah. So, and I think with the friend side of it, like, I would say I, I, I don't I have a very small circle. Or probably by choice as well but because I don't want to go out and get pissed every weekend yeah. I, I choose not to do that mm. so I'll choose not to go and my my true friends who are in that small circle will know oh Rach do you want to go out for a walk yeah, yeah. of course no worries or do you want to go out for a coffee yeah. or let's go out for dinner you pick the place sir, and I'll pre-look at the menu yeah that, that's that, good and that's they're really the friends good. that because and they are my true friends because they understand my goals and support my goals and know what it takes for me to get there and they're willing to come on that journey with me but the ones who are like oh you know let's go out for drinks let's go out for this it's like you know you come have, on one you, night yeah, you know yeah, yeah. One you night. can do one night yeah, yeah you can have one drink you can you know it's like you know if, if you're my true friend you understand that this is the direction i'm heading and like, yeah, it is a selfish sport. And why do I have to pull myself back to go get pissed for one night with some friends mm. who probably aren't really my friends if that's what they're yeah. trying to steer me towards? So I'm very focused some gems on. In there. Yeah, like, literally, there was like two minutes of like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly. Awesome. Yeah. So I think it's just a matter of yeah, like I know the direction I want to go. I know what it takes to get there, and you can either come with me or you'll be left behind. Yeah, yeah. it's funny because like for us as as males, like Doss and I will. We're, we go to the gym to bulk up like that's supported within our friendship group it's our goals we all do that but the girls that i know they're afraid of lifting weights because they're yeah. afraid of bulking up they want to go and hit cardio all, it's always that weight loss factor what would be your advice to the like everyday girl who's just going to the gym but is a little bit afraid of lifting weights yeah i, mean, I don't even know how this thing's like even a thing anymore <laughs> like, yeah. um i think the whole Girls getting bulky and cardio type of thing. I think I could, there's two different kind of directions I can kind of go in that. I think girls, there's a fear factor in going to the gym. Mm-hmm. They, they don't know how to lift weights. They don't know the exercises to do. They don't know execution correctly. So it's easy to go onto a treadmill. It's easy to sit on a bike. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't want to go try something new and have that fear of looking silly and all oh, the guys are looking at me, laughing at me. That's, I think that's a big thing and it's easy to yeah, sit on a bike and you know, feel like you've put up a sweat. I think the other main alley I could go down would be like that lack of understanding, lack of education, education yeah. Um, yeah. and lack of insight into what it really actually takes. Like building muscles, particularly as a female, is hard. Like it is a very long, slow process. And they think that they're going to go do one F45 class or you do a six-week challenge at the gym and they're going to get massive. Yeah. It's like, I've been trying to get too big for eight years and yeah. I'm still not there yet. Because like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. your training program versus everyday is totally different. Oh, yeah. It's more intense than what we'd be doing. Like I'm, <laughs> like, like yeah. I'm training specifically to get too big. Yeah. You know? And the other thing I think is bulk, the word bulky is subjective. Like my That's bulky is yeah. very different to you know the, yeah everyday girl who's too bulky. Like, mm. um, so I think... That's, that's also a thing to consider as well. But with the yeah, lack of education, I think, yeah, they think that 
you know, they're gonna, it's gonna happen overnight or they're gonna get the results in six weeks. Or mm. I think the other thing is generally more, more often than not, girls aren't eating to support the physique they're scared of. Mm, right. It's a very so, good point. you know, they, they think that most of the time they're in a calorie deficit. They're scared to eat food. They're scared to, to have a lot of calories. So the food they're eating isn't supportive for a bulky type of physique. physique. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and also their training as well is another side of it is again, like I said, you know, they might do a six week challenge and, or, you know, they go to the gym for four months, but at the end of the four months, they're still lifting the same amount of weight as they were four months ago. Yeah. There's no progressive overload in that. Yeah. So that doesn't support a muscle growth. Mm-hmm. So they don't understand that, you know, to get to the physique that they are scared of is how many years of dedication, consistency, patience. Mm. You know, most of them don't have the, the adherence and the consistency to go and do that and achieve that physique. So how many days... Just to give the listeners an idea, how many days do you train typically? Six days. Six days. Six days a week. That's huge, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's only impressive. only strength training, like resistance training. Because you, you you were saying to us, you don't do your cardio is basketball, is that right? At the moment, yeah. Before basketball started back up again, it was just one cardio session a week, just for cardiovascular health. Yeah. What didn't serve any other purpose? It wasn't to lose weight. I'm trying to put on weight. Yeah, mm. yeah, perfect. I've got a mate who, and we were like, we went to the gym together, and it was the same thing. If like, he was like, he's a male though, and he would be like, he didn't want to get too bulky because he, he just didn't want it. He's like, oh, I don't want to get like, we'd be, I'd be trying to take him through like a workout of mine, whether it was a like a, just a general hypertrophy day, like a chest day, mm-hmm. and we'd be training and be like, oh, I don't know if I want to do bench press, and I'm like, why? Like, you know how to do it, like got good form he's like yeah but i don't want to get too big yeah and i'm like in my mind it i'm makes like me cringe when like i'm like mate, is this a thing? like i'm like mate it, you're not going to like <laughs> you're actually not like you're not gonna grow just by doing a bench press yeah. it's, it's much more than just the exercise if anything what, what, what do they say it's like 80 percent diet 20 percent train or yeah, what do yeah. they say yeah something like that diet diet plays a huge role a huge part it. yeah yeah I don't know where I was going if that was a question, but I just was sharing that. Because <laughs> oh, well, I, I want gonna, to keep talking about this. Well, I was going to ask, Rach, about body image as such. And just the everyday person, have you had to learn about loving your body because it's unique to the everyday girl? Yeah, yeah. I think I don't go to the gym because I hate my physique. I yeah. don't go to the gym because, uh, you know, I hate the way I look or anything like that. I go to the gym to improve my physique, but it's because I love training. Yeah. So like I was saying kind of earlier was, you know, you've got to do this for the right reasons of and it, you've got to do a lot of internal work before you can go and compete. Body image, you know, yeah, I always have my insecurities and things that I, you know, like just for example, like I've trained at the gym for eight years and mm-hmm. I reckon I've worn shorts twice. Okay. Like, you know, like I've always been, like I'm just under six foot, you know, I've always been tall, I've always been thin and I've always hated my legs. You know, I want huge, big, muscly legs. And yep. until I, and I always thought until I get there, that's when I'll wear shorts. But I guess it's, you know, you need to learn that you got to enjoy the process to get there. And it doesn't, you know, wear the shorts for me. You know, if I'm yeah. comfortable wearing them, yep. I'll wear them. It's not like people, awesome. I used to think, oh, they'll be looking at me thinking, oh, look how skinny her legs just are. Just legs. Like, yeah, like yeah, she doesn't, like you that. know. Yeah. Um, so I guess. Yeah, I get that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> My calves. Yeah, he doesn't train calves. Well, what was that thing you said to us in the car? Your initial goal when you first got to the gym versus now? Ah, yeah. <laughs> this is, yeah, I yeah. like this. So yeah, when I when I came out of um, 
came out of home gym training and signed up at the gym, I said to my partner, like, I'm going to, I'm going to be the biggest girl at the gym. This, this, at this gym, I'm going to be the biggest girl at this gym. And then a few months later, I was like, no, no, I'm going to be the biggest person in this gym. (laughs) How good is that? How good is that? (laughs) Like, and you know, like, and that's what I was saying, you know, earlier before about, you know, what I could say to girls who are wanting to get into it is nothing makes you feel more empowered as a woman than, you know, for example, I would sit down and, you know, I'll see a guy sitting down on a bench doing shoulder press. Then I come down and pick up a few dumbbells up from him and, and start doing more and they go, oh, I'll put them down and coincidentally walk off to you know, do some other exercise. Doesn't make us feel great. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm just picturing myself in that situation. I would. I know. I was looking straight at you, Not Doss. Embarrassed, but I'll just be like, "Geez, this chick is a beast." Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, also, is that how empowered it makes me feel? Is yeah, like, oh, look how strong I'm lifting, and yeah. look how well I'm lifting, and yeah. Yeah. Let's be honest. We've. All, I mean, you and I probably every guy has always upped the weight just a little bit when there's uh, when there's females around. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I've done that many times. <laughs> I think my uh, my dad, my mum is saying this. I think he uh, caused a severe injury doing that when he was bodybuilding back in the day. Wait, go on. Oh, I think he just tried to squat a bit too much and uh, put him out of action for about three months in all areas of life. Uh, actually, on that, can you like what is like your one rep maxer? Like, what's your like? No, no. So this is the other thing is like you've. It's very training specific. So mm. train for your sport, yeah? Yeah. Like, I'm not training to get one rep maxes. Yeah. Because that's not... I'm not a power lifter. I'm yeah. body... Like, yeah. I'm going down bodybuilding. I do... I did dabble in when we're in the um, strict lockdown and we're back at the home gym. I did kind of go into that yeah, power lifting thing. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so I was kind of like, stuff. oh, let's... What's a way to keep me a bit interested? Because I was a bit limited with... Uh, you know, I mean, I've got a very good home gym set up. But what, what's something I can do to push me and so i started dabbling in those power lifting exercises um so deadlifts bench squat and just kind of test what my strength was and that was fun but it's very it's muscle specific like muscle building specific exercises so yeah. what causes the muscle the most stress in how many reps and how many sets volume um exercise selection mm. it's very specific yep. yeah just some general advice for the listener now. So if someone, let's, let's imagine you're talking to a young girl and she's interested in getting started in physique, bodybuilding, whatever you want to call it. What's your advice? Just the first step. And I'm thinking more of like a mental tip. Um, yeah, do it for the right reasons. Yep. Do it for you. Don't do it because, you know, you, you saw someone else at the gym doing it or you saw some other girl doing it on social media. Do it because you want to and do it because better yourself. Mm-hmm. It's all about leveling up your own physique, your own mindset. The mindset that I have is being developed throughout this training. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I guess I would say would be don't be afraid to make mistakes because you learn from them. Yeah. And what works for my physique may not work for somebody else's. It's very individual. Um, so you can't copy someone else's calories or someone else's training because it's very individualized. Get a coach. Yeah, that's a great tip. <laughs> uh, I, I kind of wish I got one a bit earlier. Um, and, you know, and it's okay to move from coaches. Like I've had two coaches and find what works for you. Um, yeah, find one that's got your best interests at heart and can guide you and direct you. But yeah, don't be afraid to be selfish. Yeah. Mm. Be selfish. Like you've got one life. Go and do what makes you happy. Go and do what you want to do. You know, if your partner's like, oh, you know, I don't want you to get too big, you know, fuck your partner. (laughs) Sorry, but, you know, if they really liked you and they know that that's your goals... You're pretty lucky. Yeah, yeah. You know, you've got a supportive partner that backs you. Yeah, Yeah. and and I'd have friends ask me, oh, but does your partner like you looking muscly? And it's like, 
obviously we've had that conversation, me and my partner, and you know, he does, but it's kind of like, well, if he didn't, he probably wouldn't be my partner yeah. <laughs> yeah. because this is where I want to go. And like I said, you're coming with me or yeah. you're, you're not. And I'm not doing it to look good for him. I'm not doing it to impress some guy at the gym. You know, mm. I'm doing it solely for me and that's it. Yeah. No one else. Love that. Very powerful. Yeah. Uh, what about for someone who says like, I don't have time and oh, like the classic. Dang. Yeah. Cause we've got here like the work-life balance. And if you could give a bit of an insight into like your job as well, like the shit that you put up with, being a nurse like some of the stuff you told me i was like what like and then the hours and then having to prep your meals to yeah. then take to those shifts and then, and then to go home and know well i have to do my cardio i have to go and train even though i cannot be fucked talk us through that i think there's a few points there is i don't have time no no you, you do have time you're just uninspired yeah. like you, yep. you, you've just got to make time and I think the other thing is, it's not, I have to go and do cardio. I have to go to the gym. It's, I get to go to the gym. So mm. that mindset of, you know, I'm doing this for me because I choose to. And that's the other thing, you know, like I, I go through a prep and I go through a dieting phase because I want to. I can quit at any time. You know, so that's why I hate hearing people complaining about going to the gym and complaining about diets. No, you, you get the opportunity yeah. to go and do it. Yeah, time. You make time. I remember when I was in prep and I was studying nursing at the time. I was training basketball three times a week. I was training at the gym six times a week and I was working at the vet, right? I would get up at 3.30, 4 a.m., go to cardio, go straight from cardio and I'd have all my meals pre- pre- packed for the day, eat my cold fish and rice on the way to school for breakfast, go to school, come home from school, like on the way to school, go to the gym, train my weight training, go straight from the gym weight training to go to basketball training, go to basketball training, come home at 10 o'clock at night. So I'd be up from three, be home at 10. It's crazy. It's like, and then I'd get home at 10 and I'd prep my meals for the next day. So it's, it's because I want to do that, yeah. mm. you know? And, you know, I could have easily gone, oh, no, I'm too tired. I'll just, you know, yeah. just go to bed. Or yeah. So I think it's, yeah, like if you choose to do this, you, pr- you have priorities. Yeah. You make priorities and you prioritize what's important to you and there's no such thing as enough time, you know? Yeah, if you're, like, hearing that, it's like, if you want something, you can get Go it. Go and get it. Yeah. yeah, you can get it, like, and if you really want it. Yeah, and that's what, like, work ethic is everything. Yeah. You know, like, if you want something, go and get it. If you're complaining about something, fix it. Yeah. If you mm. can't get there, put some fucking steps in place to go yeah. and get there. Like, yeah. What's the plan? You know, I'm a big believer in, like, everything you want in life, you can go and get it if you're prepared to put in the work to get there. Mm. So, no excuses, you know. We all have the same time in the day, yeah. but what we all, and what we also all have is choices. So, the choices that you choose to get there. Mm. Well, frequent listeners to our show, we've documented about our weight loss journey initially which was our driving force into fitness but for me especially when i went down that path i got so much self-confidence just in myself like i believed that i could go out and achieve things we're joking off air about uh me dropping out of high school and but i decided i wanted to go to uni with no like i'm not an academic or anything but i believed in myself suddenly because i went through this journey so what i'm asking is how has your self-confidence improved since like you're such an independent, strong woman, as you've just mentioned, for other areas of your life, do you just have total self-belief that if there's something you want, you can get it? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. If, I, if, I, if my mind even plants the seed of something, I'll go and do it. You know, and it's kind of like, so I was vet nursing and I got to a point where I was, you know, oh, just, you know I love it, but I can't go anywhere with it. Mm-hmm. So, okay, well, what, what can I do so in 10 years time, I don't, I'm not sitting around doing the same stuff what can I do 
that I can level up, continuously keep leveling up so I don't get bored. So that's why I went and did nursing. So in the future, I can thank myself for what I've set up for. That's awesome. Um, you know, like if I get, I got bored in vet nursing, so I'll go and do something else. Once I, I become a nurse, I'll work a few, few years in some area and then want to pr- challenge and progress myself again. My life constantly needs to be challenged. Yeah. Like I need to be pushing and challenged at everything. When you, I was going to say, so when you say pushing and challenged, and we'll probably finish pretty soon, but what are you, like, yes, you're striving, like and we know, we've talked about it, you're striving for physical like goals in your body, tangible goals. Do you see personal development as a whole, improving yourself as a person, if not more, at the same importance as your physical health? Yeah, yeah. I think, I think mindset is at the root of everything. So yeah, I want to get, you know, I've got very strict physique goals that I'm trying to get to, but my mental side of it is what will get me there. Mm. And I understand that now. You know, I understand that it's all in your mind. Like, yeah, if you want to go get something, you go and get it or you, you work for it. Yeah. I love that. Well, let's lighten things up a little bit. You're in off season now. Uh, what does that entail for you? Are you allowed to get that extra drink? What's it like socializing? Are you able to... What's the word? Be a bit more flexible. Yeah, be a bit more flexible. That's a good word, Doss. Uh, I, I am I'm a flexible bit. person. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess there is a bit more flexibility in there and a bit more freedom. But I, I think there's... there's hard aspects in a comp prep and an off season mm-hmm. like off season yes you, at the moment i'm really pushing calories so i'm i'm eating a shitload um and i find that hard you know like yeah. i'm constantly eating i'm i can't remember last time i was hungry constantly pushing down food yeah <laughs> that, 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 that's so different to me because I've, fa- I've been fasting like for like football i've been fasting for like two years but like really strictly like the last couple of weeks i've been doing like 24 hour fast yeah and i'm like constantly starving yeah here's winter's just going i'm, I'm hungry like, i'm, I'm actually hungry anymore. at the moment yeah, yeah. Like, and like i eat because i need to yeah i'm not eating because i'm hungry like you know i've been at the point where like my meals are so big that i don't know if you've ever eaten so much you start like dry reaching yep. as you're eating oh, and, yeah. and you're still got half a meal to go that's a horrible yeah. feeling like I said to the boys before like I was I'm eating 1.3 kilos of rice at the moment so it's it's that's a lot of food just yeah. think about that for a second <laughs> 1.3 kilos of rice a day yeah. what's that in a week oh, mate, um, uh, quick math about eight, eight and a half nine something like that yeah well, yeah. I don't know. I was going to so say, edit, yeah, we're editing that, that part out. <laughs> that dusty bag of rice on the bottom shelf that's like 14 kilos. That's that's what I buy. It's like what you, that's like the size when you, like, I've got a big dog and I used to have to buy the massive yeah. dog bags and like heave it over my shoulder to take yeah. it out of the supermarket. That's the same kind of deal. It's rice. <laughs> yeah. Winter's just walking out of the She's got six of them because no one's special. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so I think it's, and I think there's also that understanding this is where a mental side of it again is knowing that okay i am going to put on a little bit of body fat i'm not going to look shredded i'm not going to have abs mm. so that public deception of oh she's not even that lean or not even that bit it's like you got to understand the phases yeah. and you understand okay i'm going to look a, might get a little bit uncomfortable now but i know that when i step on stage that there's a reason for this mm. yeah, it's the pros trusting that process yeah, yeah yeah do you know the body fat percentage that you have to roughly be at no, I don't. I think it's very. Have you ever thought of doing that, like a DEXA scan or one of those? I have, yeah, yeah. I probably should have done it in the last one, but um, I, my mindset was the judges don't care about yeah. numbers. They're not looking yeah. at your DEXA scan. They don't results care about numbers. No. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it's two percent off what we what we want. Yeah, I guess it's it's a good tool to compare from yeah. previous shows and things like that. But mm. it's more about 
yeah on the day yeah, yeah. how you're looking to the eye yeah mm. do you think yep. there should be just sorry i know we're backtracking a bit but do you think there should be less beauty component to the competing thing because you're talking about the tanning and the and the makeup and the hair and the looking good do you, do you believe that's a good aspect of competing or should that be something that's not even taken in consideration because we're judging more the muscle and the body and the physique um i think again there's different federations um so the federation that i compete in ifpb it's yes it's judged on that but it's not you know it is more tailored at physique okay whereas like for example there's a um, federation called wbff which is like it's world fitness and beauty federation okay so like they have two categories one category wearing the wearing they're wearing the sparkly bikini and stuff like that and then the next one it's like victoria's secret wings and oh really shit like that does his ears pricked up yeah 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 (laughs) you said victoria's secret really lead forward where are these shows no i have seen like is that at the arnold like they have people like because they like they can dress up into like a like not a character but they can choose that's not the Ar- Arnold's is IFBB, oh, okay. but yep. WBFF, um, it's their own federation, and yep. that's more tailored at, yeah, like what costume have you got? Gotcha. It's more, and it's more like their posing is more fluent and like think of it like a photo shoot. More choreographed, is it? I don't oh, know. It's, it's kind of more just like you don't stand and pose, it's yeah. kind of like you're flowing and gotcha. Um, think of it like a photo shoot, like you're standing there and they're moving gotcha. for a photo shoot. Whereas IFBB, it's like, you know, especially for figure, it's walk out. Pose, turn, pose, turn, pose, turn, pose. Yeah. So I think in a way I kind of think so a little bit, yes, because Mm -hmm. I think it might shuffle out a few of the girls who are doing it for the wrong reason because they think they want to do it for the beauty and like, oh, look how glamorous she looks on show day. and Yeah. So I think it might sift out a few of the the girls that are doing it for the wrong reason. But then also, you know, that's the cherry on top. You know, you're prepping, you're going through this dark shit for 20 weeks to get to this goal to then go, oh, I'm going to get my nails done, I'm going to get the tan on, oh, I'm going to do my hair, and you feel beautiful when you felt, you know, you've been wearing sweatpants. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and it's a way just to show off your whole package. I just can't believe what you said. Like, if, if the person that's doing your fake tan stuffs up, yeah. that can oh, affect off. your score. Yeah. That's amazing. Like, that's not even... Yeah. It's something that's so much for you and so much of your control. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't yeah. fathom yeah. someone else having that effect. Yeah. And what's it's expensive. Like, what's... um. I'd love to know, like, what's? Uh, did you do an epic cheat, like, like yeah. after your first show? Like, did you? What did you do? Did you get some donuts? No one tells or, like... you that once you compete, like, you've you've been dehydrated for so long. You're on stage posing, so you're sore, you're tired, you're cramped up. I just want to you go, go to bed. home yeah. and you just go to bed. Yeah, like, yeah I was fair. like, I was like planning. Oh, I can't wait to go and eat this. Can't wait yeah. to go and eat that. And I, I did go out, but like. I was so tired and exhausted. I wasn't even that hungry. Yeah. So like, I think we went out for, after one of my shows was um, like this big Italian. We ordered pizza, pasta, dessert, everything. (laughs) He's smashed it. His ears prick up for the second time. Sounds like my prep. (laughs) And then the other time I just kind of went out and it was just, I think I just had like, some, like some, my favorite calamari at this place. Oh. It's like um, chili and salt. Oh, now I'm hungry. Like with Me a too. salad and then I got dessert and a cocktail. And, you know, that was enough. Mm. And then the next day I went out for breakfast. You have a few days of yeah. leniency afterwards and then you kind of go into a Yeah, well, that would be diet. probably one of the big, hardest bits for a lot of people too, wouldn't it? It was like getting caught up in that and mm. then like losing that balance and going yo-yo, like going yeah. the complete opposite way. And a lot of th- people don't realize is what's called reverse dieting is actually one of the hardest parts of competing because you know your body's gone through this metabolic adaptation before you get to stage 
that you then can't just go and eat like a pig and then, oh, my show's done, that's it. Because mm. your body will, you know, it, it doesn't respond very responds, well. Yeah. So you need to actually then go back into a diet, back on the calories you were at, and slowly increase for 20 weeks. Yeah. Right? So a lot of girls f- struggle with that and struggle with, you know, you might have heard the term like post-comp blues. Mm-hmm. You know, because they, you've just wait, you know, not wasted, but you've just targeted, you know, six months of your life for one show day. You might not even get a placing. And then all of a sudden, yeah. there's your gold gone. Yeah. You know, you've just focused on it for this one day and now it's gone. And so I, I know I felt a little bit directionless. I felt mm. a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I can imagine oh, that. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, there's really half, my, half a year of, of what I've done is gone. Now what? Mm. You know? Um, so it's that constant needing to want more. You need to have that goals to continue on. It sounds similar to like, like a footballer who retires. Yeah. You know, like or anything they, in your life. Yeah, anything. Yeah. yeah you re- you know, you finish a job or something. Or but it's just like a footballer that retires. If they haven't got a plan in place and what they're doing after, like they yeah. do, they feel directionless and lost. Yeah. It's because hard, that's yeah. all they've done. You know, that's probably where it is important to. Mm. You know, you're passionate about your work. It's important to also have other outlets and passions. Yeah. Sure. And so also like with bodybuilders, a lot of them are like, it's this never ending goal. Mm. They, they never feel satisfied, yeah. right? Because you, you get a goal and we constantly go, okay, what's next? Mm. We get there, what's next? You know, it's never that once we reach the goal, then that's it, done. It's that constant striving for progression, yep. striving to get better. Um, yeah. So There's always someone better than you. Yeah. So... You're never going to be satisfied because yep. you see someone else that's a yep. bit bigger or a bit and leaner even, and you go, oh, I want that. Like, yeah. And even, you know, you look at the top, top, you know, Olympia who have won, you know, the last three years or something. Yeah. They, they even look at their physique and go, oh, I could be better here, here. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, then they're, they're not satisfied that. That's elite. Yeah. Like they're happy, but they're not satisfied. Yeah. You know, I can be better here, here. Yeah. Because yeah. I find that too. I find that myself in nearly all areas. So do you see an end goal where you could finally say, I am satisfied or is it just not even possible <laughs> i think yes and no yeah like i said i think i'm, I'm very much i'm looking like always looking for more so yeah. i try not to set huge big goals you know okay. like also for me you know like yeah i want to you know go pro and whatever but i'm also a female that wants to have a family and, yeah yeah you know and you know i'm 25 mm-hmm. you know i don't have that much time to like if i want to have kids you can't be on stage after you've just popped out a kid. <laughs> yeah, they might have, they might come up with a new competition or something. Yeah, sort, you know, like mummies or something. Mummies. <laughs> mummies. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. I thought you were going to use a different word. Oh, <laughs> milfs. <laughs> IFBB mums. So okay. that, I guess my my goal is I want to compete and figure. That's what I've wanted to do for eight years. I want to see where I can go with that, and then I'll get to a point where okay, now looking at family. Yep. Yeah. Oh, nice. Are we? I think we'll go into the questions, but firstly, I think like, thank you for all this. Cause it just gives everybody gave me a much different perspective. I understand how hard, well, I thought I understood it'd be hard, but I didn't comprehend how hard all these aspects yeah. are. Uh, just to, so I went, let's go into your basketball for a second. You're a yep. good basketballer, a point guard. God, no. <laughs> <laughs> Center. Where no are we handles. Nah. Um, nah, kind What's of, your strengths? Um, I kind of, I, because I'm, I'm quite, versatile like mm-hmm. i can kind of go anywhere from like i don't know if you really know positions but it's kind of called a one to five okay so like point guard is a one the yep. biggest person on the floor is five so like a center i kind of can vary between a two to four which is like okay. guard to forward so i'm like mm-hmm. a guard forward yeah so depending on like if i've got mismatches or something like that i might be a bigger player i might 
do like in inside. Whereas if, but I am still quite quick and athletic yeah. and fast. And do you have any other aspirations for basketball? No, I I've been tr- trying to retire for the last few years. <laughs> well, I retired I didn't, I didn't for think about. You still played. <laughs> yeah, well, I retired for about three weeks, and then oh, nice. a coach messaged me going, "Hey, Rach, yeah. you know, you want to a bit of back? cash." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So every year for like the last three years, I've said this is my last year. Yeah. You know, I really want to focus on bodybuilding so that's this is basmati i got over the line sounds the opposite of me every year i'm saying oh, i'm gonna come back yeah I'm that's play. right uh no never do do you want to get into this new segment we're gonna give a crap no mate you start us off okay so this is quick fire rach so oh, okay yeah don't be too nervous um first thing that comes to your mind we're giving this a trial so we don't know if this will last yeah. for every guest we have on or this could be the one and only so we'll try so start easy favorite food i do love Mexican food. Oh, I do love, you know, I'm good tacos, <laughs> nachos. Burritos? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All Mexican food I do enjoy. I got obsessed with Mexican food in America. Yeah. Obsessed. Enchiladas. Oh. Uh, Favourite book? Um, I've only kind of just started reading, actually. Um, so I'd probably say the one that I like the most is Relentless by Tim Grover. That's what mm. I'm just finishing up at the moment. I have got a few others that I've got in store. Um, yes. Lined up. Happiest man on earth. Yeah, I've packed that in the car. I'm going to the beach after this. Hell so yeah. I'm going to start reading that. Yeah. Um, but yeah what's that what's probably... Relentless about? So Re- Relentless, so Tim Grover is the coach of, um, he's like the mental coach and physical coach of like Michael Jordan. Okay. Um, Dwayne Wade. Oh, wow. Kobe Bryant, stuff like that. And they basically just talk about you have to have this relentless mindset to achieve what you want sounds really good so, mm. yeah it's re- it's re- and it's really um, well written and easy to read and it basically yeah it's just basically all about your mindset cool. and you've got to be so focused on this to achieve mm. this and just an insight into what their mindsets were cool um, favourite sports team oh I'd probably say the Brisbane Lions could be the year could be this could be yeah <laughs> fakes he's got him uh, got him in a good sorts at the moment doesn't yeah. he Joe Danaher yeah. big Joe uh I like this one. Dream holiday destination. Anywhere with a beach and sun. Yeah. Oh, easy. Yep. Favorite junk food? Or Mexican. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Fast food? Fast food. Out of like the big kind of four? Maccas, KFC, that kind of, any, any of them or not at all? Yeah, what are the uh, macros in a zinger box? I'm not going to get one. <laughs> <laughs> That's our lunch, I, I think. I've got a love-hate relationship with KFC. Like, I feel like sometimes I go and it's absolute trash and then you get to go off it. And then you get one good one that, like, keeps you interested for a little while. Um, well, well, for those wondering... You uh, still owe money. Uh, do I? Uh, to Will. Winter, oh, I do owe Will. Winters was a very good sandwich maker back in her day. That's she, right. uh, really? She worked at Subway. Worked at Subway. Oh, so you were a sandwich best. chef? Is yeah. that what they call you? Yeah. yeah. Sandwich artist. Oh, sandwich yeah, artist. Sandwich artist. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Who would play you in a movie? Who would play me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who would you want to play you in a movie? Oh, some <laughs> massive chick. Figure <laughs> <laughs> that everyone. Well, I don't know. Uh, biggest fear or phobia? I've got this weird phobia that's like, I don't know the name of it, but it's like the phobia of like little holes. Little holes? You know My sister like, has this. I don't know. The other night. Wait, we it just like, it just like. Example? Oh, like looking at like. A crumpet? <laughs> Yes, really. Yes. Like, yeah. or like, like a honey thing, and it's like these little holes, and they're dark, and so like tiny dots almost. 
Yeah, okay. like it's, it's actually yeah, a, a it word is a legit it. thing. Yeah, and like I see it, and I was like shocked when I heard it. I don't be like, oh my god, but I'm just like, I feel my heart rate increase a little yeah, bit. Yeah, really. Just like, I can't really look at it that much. What's yours, D? No, not not for today. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, let's just say this: I found out a phobia of D's last week, and I, I, I was absolutely shocked. I've kept it quiet my whole life. It, it, I, I'll say off air. I'll say on another podcast. Not, we're not going to take it away oh, from Rage. It, so. It's mind bottling. <laughs> Seriously, no, yeah. boggling, mind-boggling. <laughs> it's boggling. a bizarre one. Not to tell me off air now. Uh, I'll tell you off air. So does that wrap us up, mate? I think that wraps us up. Well, we need to well, thank Rach. We can't thank her enough. Thank no, you. Thank Winters. You. I think you're feel a little less nervous now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, was, I knew you'd feel more relaxed once we got in the groove. Let's yeah. hope it recorded. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! And I just want to say, Doss actually paid for a coffee today. I know that's unlike Doss. Yeah. <laughs> We, are you, you, you going to give him some money afterwards or something? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, we, we take turns, actually. Okay. And, yeah, um, we do have a bit of a ritual. Yeah, so I'll pay for this afternoon's one, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but okay. it is unusual. And I was surprised. Yeah. So, uh, the, so you, you know about Doss's sort of tight-ass yeah, yeah, history. Yeah, yeah. Was it, how, when did, this is interesting, when did this stem well, back well, to? Well, let's just, I probably wasn't earning much in year 12 or around <laughs> high school, so probably had to. Was he stinging off you, I Rach? think I remember I used to have to buy him the Calamallo koalas. In oh, the bloody hell, dollar Doss, actually, it's a dollar. I, do, I actually do remember that. <laughs> a dollar. He'd say, I'll rate I'll, 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 I'll never ate those. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's well, I would love to know how much he owes me. I owe a lot of people a lot of money. That, that's yeah. a KFC in joke before. So this is going back a year or two. <laughs> All the boys got together and one of our mates shouted KFC. Everybody paid up except one man. Yeah. <laughs> no prizes for guessing who. Yeah, sorry, Bill. It's coming. <laughs> I think I bought him a drink out not one night and I said, that's it. That's what you, like, you know, that's it. And he's like, no, I want my... So, it was probably $15. Anyway, <laughs> anyway and, 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 enough of my tight ass story. <laughs> Thanks again, Winters. Thank um, everyone, if you could you know, go follow Winters. What's your Instagram? I think it's just Rach Winters. We'll put it in the show notes. Yep. Yeah. Um, give her a follow. Um, you know, it's She documents her journey really, really well. And um, it's one you know that I know we are really interested in. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you will as well. So um, thanks again. Have a great day. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, thanks for Rach. Me. Appreciate it.